welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Vaughn. On today's show, it's Grant and I back together once again. We start off talking about the news coming out of Carolina. My sweet, sweet Carolina Panthers trade for Baker Mayfield finally. We've heard about the rumors for weeks. It finally happened. We get into that. We talk about the biggest news coming out of this weekend. Zach Wilson has that dog in him. We knew it. We talked about it before. We knew he had it in him. Uh, we get into that, and then we close talking with college football realignment and all the chaos surrounding it. One of our best episodes we've done, and I hope you enjoy the show. But before we get into today's show, we are brought to you by Pod Talk. Pod Talk is the best way to listen to podcasts. It has the best interface compared to every other podcast listening app out there. I use Pod Talk myself. Go download it right now in the App Store. Go join group discussions on your favorite podcast like this one. Go subscribe and talk about the CarterCast and the CarterCast group discussion on Pod Talk right now. Download Pod Talk in the App Store today. And now here's the show. All right, we're back. It's football season now. No more basketball, no more NBA, even though we'll definitely talk about NBA next week with Connor. We have Grant back on. It's the return. Grant, how you been, man? Yeah, I've been good, man. Just working, grinding away out here. I'm actually in Virginia, so not in Georgia, but Virginia. You know that. Um, dude, just missing college football. Every day we get closer and closer to the, uh, to the first week of college football, which is like, honestly, it should be a national holiday, the first week of college football. Like every man – under the age of like 75 should get that day off work like that Saturday. And like, if anyone has to ever work Saturdays, they should get that off. But of course, like any day previous, or there's a college football, they should have that day off. I know week zero is not too far away. Um, Before we talk college football, we got to talk NFL. (sighs) I don't, you know, everyone's going to think, Oh, I'm going to do another Carolina Panthers rant. If you haven't heard, Baker Mayfield is now on the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are now paying basically five quarterbacks. Um, it's been, I mean, you've heard the rumors for months now. It's kind of, it kind of just became white noise on Twitter. And then all of a sudden you saw it like actually go through and you're like, oh, wait, like that actually, it's, oh, he's actually on the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'll give my take on it real quick. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I'm just going to embrace the Baker thing, you know. A lot of people think Baker's a douchebag and all this. Cool. I'll ride with it. Everyone said the same thing about Cam Newton for all those years. It was so awesome watching Cam Newton, polling for Cam Newton year after year. I'll do the same thing with Baker. It cannot get worse than paying Sam Darnold $18 million a year and him being your starting quarterback going into a season when you actually have a decent team except the quarterback position. So I love Baker to Carolina – or not love. I like Baker to Carolina, low financial risk. I, I just don't see the downside to bringing him in like this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Like, when it happened, I texted you right away, and I was like, dude, that's – I was like, well, how do you feel about it? And you said the exact same phrase. Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like both ways on it. I kind of like it. Honestly, like we've talked about, I don't think Sam Darnold's the answer. Um, I don't think he's the dude that's going to save that franchise, right? So – you might as well just roll like all in on Baker Mayfield, bro. Chips in the t- chips in the middle of the table. It sounds like so. I'm about it. Like, yeah. The other thing with this the, though the is that store, right. Yeah the the other thing with this is that Baker doesn't feel like the answer, and you just gotta taper your expectations whenever it comes to Charlotte sports, man. Uh, any any Charlotte sport, just taper your expectations. Go in blind because everyone's gonna go in next year. 
by the time August happens, because we're going to see so many awesome training camp stories, Baker Mayfield's throwing dimes to Terrace Marshall and DJ Moore in training camp. Robbie Anderson's like, yeah, this Baker dude, he's back. We're going to the playoffs, all this. We're going to talk ourselves into the most ridiculous stuff because we're about to go into the, the worst eight weeks of the year. I mean, maybe of all time, because there is nothing these next eight weeks. And we're just going to get a lot of fake stories coming out of all these training camps. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just, I'm going to get fooled by it. I am by, by week one, I guarantee I'm going to be sitting here on this podcast saying that, oh, Carolina Panthers take their win total over. They're going to win nine, 10 games, probably make the wild card, have a sneaky run in the Super Bowl. I guarantee you I'm saying that before week one. <laughs> Look, man, that's all right as fans, but I will say pro football focus, man, like as much as I love them, I feel like they have one or like a team of interns that literally just churning out the most ridiculous quotes of all times and like blowing them up and like out like unrealistic expertise. Like the one I saw today was someone uh, asked Tyreek Hill, like his thoughts on the team. He's like, I see a, I see the same team as we had in the chiefs in 2019. So the kids like, yeah, like, you know, like uh, are the dolphins this year's 2019 team? Like, bro, this is so ridiculous. Like these freaking like headlines are ridiculous. And like, I've seen tons about the jets obviously cause we follow them, but like, they're just ridiculous, bro. Like these headlines are insane, but Hey, that's what the off season's for are the ridiculous headlines. And look, man, if your Panthers can do it, my Falcons can do it. That's all I can say. Yep. All right. We'll see. <laughs> well, whatever. Um, I mean, yeah. And that's the thing with the Panthers though, is like the offensive line got way better this off season. The defense was never an issue. The defense is a top 10 defense without question. Uh, our so receiving good. core is more, it's pr- easily top 15, possibly top 10 in the league. DJ Moore is the most underrated wide receiver in football. There's no debate about that. Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, is the, is probably the scariest weapon besides Derrick Henry in football as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of ifs have to happen, but it could, but there's one man behind the ship and it's Matt rule. I have no faith in him, but what are you going to do? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not going to pull for the Panthers. Exactly. Like, is th- these next eight weeks, I'm going to be reading article after article, podcast after podcast. I'm going to fool myself. That's how it's going to be. Um, you talked about ridiculous headlines. You talked about the Jets. You talked about how we follow the Jets. I think we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the situation that's taken over the world right now. Our boys got that dog in them, Carter. That's all I got to say. Dude. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the Zach Wilson, the milf finder hunter whatever you want to call it zachary wilson man and again have we been hyping him up since before the draft of course we have bro we've been doing our due diligence now did we know he had this type of dog in him i think i think we did actually yeah i think think we did did. i think we did but i don't know if people understood what we were always conveying you know i'm saying i think people just you know saw what was at face value for his first year as a jets quarterback and didn't really take in the fact of how much dog he truly has and (laughs) <laughs> we were talking about it before, but man, the headlines of Zach Wilson, uh, like you said, I think he thought it would be one thing, but everyone loves him, man. Like players <laughs> across the league talking about so, him, tweeting about him. His own for people teammates. that have not, for people that have not seen it, have not watched it all. Basically, the story is there's a allegation, rumor, whatever you want to call it, that Zach Wilson is potentially diddling his mom's best friend or a mom. We don't know. And it came yep. out because his ex-girlfriend posted 
uh, something on Instagram on his best friend that they're now dating. It's a whole thing. If you go on the first thing you go on social media, sports social media, that's what you're going to see is how Zach Wilson's got that dog in him. So I'm not going to lie, bro. I've actually known. So this is crazy. So I've known that, that um, Zach Wilson's ex was dating Dax Milne for about seven weeks now. So I've known this. And this was not common knowledge for a lot of people because, like I said, just the right people have kind of mentioned that. But, again, it was nowhere near the drama because, again, that's just kind of like a bro code thing. Like, you don't date your dude's girl, you know, ex-girlfriend. That's just kind of weird. Um, that was, like, whatever. Like, honestly, if that was the whole story, it'd be like, who cares? Even though they were, like, you know, roommates, best friends. He was the number one target. I mean, we watched every game of Dax Mill. He was legit. But for then to her to say, basically, when someone called her a homie hopper on Instagram, for her her to say that he was hooking up with his mom's friend he's the real homie hopper i mean that's savage bro that crossed like all sorts of lines i mean you're already talking about bro code like crossed then you're talking about actually like putting someone on blast that's a that's a public figure savage as hell bro savage as hell so we don't know it's not been confirmed I would probably err on the side of just knowing the Draper vibe, bro. And I don't know it too well, but just for you know, from what people be saying, that it probably is true to some extent. Um, but again, we don't know if it happened while they were dating, before they're dating, after they broke up. We don't know any of that information. But all we, we do know, know one thing. We do know one thing. He's got that dog in him. There He's got go. that there dog in him. And he just went through. Uh, like I said, they actually had to rush him into surgery just to you know get take some of that dog out. It's just a little too much dog, bro, before the season starts. So. You know, he should be fine. He should be healthy before, you know, fall camp. But we'll, we'll have to we'll have to keep you guys updated on that one. But he's got that dog in him for sure. I'm going to be slinging it for sure. Okay, real quick, though. The funny thing is because he DM'd the guy from Barstool, Jack Mack. He's like, hey, he was like, hey, please delete it. And the dude is like, dude, I don't care. Like, I don't want anything. I just like, this is just going to spread. Me deleting it will do nothing at yeah. this point. And obviously it spread like wildfire or whatever. Oh. Uh, so, and like well, on, people on that know though, did you think that he thought it was going to be like some whole thing that like people were just going to be trashing him for like ever for it? Or like, I guess that's what he probably thought, right? Yeah, I think you probably put like, oh, this is a bad PR move. Like, people are yeah. going to put a bad look on him. And that's what I was going with is people, I, he probably assumed like, oh, this is his and his agents were probably like, this is awful. Like, we can't let this get out. You know, yeah, terrible PR. The complete opposite happened because you have to remember that every and. 98% of NFL fans are just horny, straight, white dudes. <laughs> they are just horny, <laughs> horny dudes. Like, let's be honest. I love it, dude. It's so and, 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 like, every single one of them is, like, nice. Nice. They're like, they're like wow, I didn't know like, the kid had it in him. Like, he just yeah, won an MVP or something. Like, it's like that episode of South Park where, like, the teachers, you know, getting with the, getting with the student and all the, all the adult cops are, like, nice. Nice. Yes, exactly. The, the one of the better ones I've seen is the. Uh, have you been watching Stranger Things since it's been coming out? I have not. No. So telling people whatever people that are into that, right? There's a season three, where one of the guys is like super fit, super like he's like the lifeguard, or whatever that the moms are all into. They're like Zach Wilson walking in like Ambro is hilarious. So I mean, there's so many memes about it. You gotta check them out. They're super good. Like honestly, they're <laughs> they're on they're on the point. All of them are so good. But all I'm gonna say is if Zach Wilson has any like semblance of a, like a better year this year than he did last year it will 100 percent be attributed to the fact that he slept with an older woman i promise you it will be 
like they're gonna be, like, the off-season training program for the NFL, like younger quarterbacks would just be like, all right, you got to get with an older woman now, dude. That's just what, oh. it. Just comes with it. Comes with it. Did you see the betting odds changed when uh, for his MVP? <laughs> no, went, I didn't see that. It, it went from like plus thirteen and a half thousand to like plus eleven thousand. Dude, I'm telling you, people now <laughs> will now lose money because of that, because of the information that was out out there. You, you're talking about Vegas true. will lose money because everyone's going to win yes. that bet. Vegas will lose a ton of money now because they put those crazy odds against our boy Zach Wilson. So um, Vegas always loses. You know what they say? They know exactly. That's exactly what they say, right? <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into college football. Okay, let's talk college football. College football realignment. It's been a couple weeks since it all came out that USC and UCLA were moving to the Big Ten. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. I wanted to wait until you came on. Just everything, everything's gone to crap right now. I mean, it is actual chaos. It's the Wild West. Like, it's kind of sneaky. Like, it's kind of a weird allude. Uh, you kind of alluded to the uh, transfer portal. Like, these schools are just basically in the transfer portal right now in a way. 100%, man. They're looking for that NIL deal. They're looking for that cash yep. money, bro, from Fox, right, from ESPN. It's whoever. It's the highest bidder at this point. And, like, honestly, you really can't blame these schools for wanting to get paid. Like, honestly, like, their product's amazing. They want to get paid. But you do have to – and I, and people have been mentioning on, like, podcasts and things like that, like, the natural rivalries that are being that are being killed, right, over and over and over again, every single alignment – I just don't think that bodes well for college football in general. Like we've, we've experienced that on a micro level being like Utah and BYU fans, right? Like we've experienced that rivalry just being weird, like not in the same conference. You're not like playing in the same conference or like for uh, the same conference title, I should say. So it's just weird. Like the game matters, but it really doesn't matter to a full extent. And like, and then on top of that, a lot of these schools are just never going to play period. So like, like when does USC ever play again? Like Cal and Stan, like do they play them in the non-con. You know what I'm saying? Like at a certain point, when you get to 16 teams, you're gonna have to play like nine conference games, and nobody wants to play a bunch of Power Fives outside their non-conference. So like, or outside their conference play, I should say, in the non-conference. So, dude, it's that's my biggest concern. I think is just the robberies that are being taken away. That is for sure concerning. And it seems like a short-term money grab to me because I feel like in the long term. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, like I, I don't I don't care to watch Maryland versus Illinois unless you have money on the game. <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. And, and like, and but the thing is, they still get those ratings, which is it just doesn't make sense to me. But I feel like in the long term, this is this eventually hurts the product. But who's this? The thing is, why not grab the short term money? Because in the long run, who's to say like? Oh, hey, this isn't working out right now. Let's just switch back to conferences. Exactly. I think that's 100% what's going to happen. Something's going to happen where it's like, yeah, this doesn't make a lot of sense that we have USC like going to Maryland and Maryland going to USC. Like that game but is not even, ridiculous. But not even football. Think about women's soccer. Women's soccer, it's going to be a Tuesday night and they, you have to fly from LA to New Jersey to play against Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous, bro. It's, it is ridiculous. Like everything about it, honestly, like what most people have talked about that the only thing that really makes sense is to have a football breakaway. Cause like at this point, football is dictating so much for all these other sports. Like why don't we separate the entities? Right. So if you want to have your whole like super conference, all the football schools that are making tons of money, you can have all that crap. But for like regional ties, all the other sports still need to be kind of like in the structure of what it's been. Right. That to me makes sense. Cause you're right. Like, Rutgers women's like basketball and soccer mm-hmm. playing 
cross country all the time to go play Rutgers in Maryland and Iowa. Like, what are we doing here? This is like, it's just ridiculous. It is honestly ridiculous. And it's killing. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like the basketball side of it is really, it's just like getting in a weird funk of like caught up in this football, you know, money grab. It's weird. That's And that's the one thing with like, it does kind of have, football kind of does have to be separated. And it feels like there almost needs to be just like, their own leagues for each of these conferences. The NCAA is done. NCAA is done. Yes. There's a reason Mark Emmert stepped down. He knew this was coming. They all, it was, and also real quick, it's a little side tangent here. Ba- these basketball coaches all knew this was happening too. Let's not, everyone says, oh, these conversations started three weeks ago. No, they didn't. They started a year ago. They started two years ago. They have always been flirting with this idea. There's no chance that this massive thing was like, oh, this happened in June 20th. It's like, okay, don't just because the AD <laughs> told you that. But anyhow, that's the thing though, is that because I it was always weird because like these coaches like Coach K, Roy Williams, even Jay Wright always said, oh, it wasn't really the transfer portal, it wasn't NIL. The people thought they were lying about that because they're like, oh, the game's changed. Recruiting's tough for them now. It was really this conference alignment, I really think Roy Williams may have been a different case just because his, his felt weird. I think coach K and Jay Wright retired because of this conference realignment. And I think Jim Beheim's going to get out just in time. And I think, I don't know what happens to Tom Izzo, but I, we're not going to see this classic college basketball coaches anymore. Yeah. They're dying breed for sure. Like, and again, everything is kind of out the window, right? Co- conferences are out the window. Uh, natural rivalries are kind of out the window. It's just like we're trying to force this product of like, no, this is going to be what's best for college football. Or we don't – or like college football really doesn't care. It's just like, you know, this is what's yeah. best financially for college Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Cause, or for our schools. Yeah, because if you want it what's best, like why would you not have a conference of teams like Virginia Tech, Pitt, West Virginia all playing against each other? Yep, exactly. It is it is very odd. Now, in saying conference, it is fun because, like, it adds an element of just, like, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows who's talking to who? Like, when things are quiet, you know people are talking behind your back. So, with, with, the, with the loss of USC and UCLA, I've seen both, like, both sides of trying to argue which one was, quote, unquote, stronger. It honestly feels like a race to who's number three at this point, right? Like, who would be the top, like the best third conference, like the, the best of the rest, as we call it, right? Because it honestly feels like at this point, like everyone else is trying to race to be the best, like the best of the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels like the Big 12 is going to be the best of the rest. Um, ACC just got absolutely destroyed because of their desperate contract they signed with ESPN. They signed a 20-year deal. They're binding to that contract. Now these ACC schools are like, crap, like, we got to get out of this or else we are toast because I mean, look, Clemson carries this carries the ACC as a football conference. And the second Clemson can get out, they're going to go SEC, going to go big 10, go wherever Carolina is already looking for a way out. All these teams are already looking for a way out of the ACC, but then that leads to teams like wake forest, NC state. What happens to a Georgia tech? Yeah. Those guys are left out looking for a home somewhere else, right? In big 12, and maybe whatever issue, the hell back 12 is like that's what they're yeah, looking yeah and the issue with all that is is because like can you like yeah you can say the big 12 can keep taking scraps but how many is 
how many how many scraps can they actually take? Because <laughs> exactly. I mean, do you want thirty teams in your conference? You're like, yeah, we're <laughs> we have Boston it's College. Like, it's like the, and, uh, the P5 leftover aisle, bro. Like everyone that's yeah. just like left out of the mega conference, like come over here, bro. We'll take you in. But that's the problem. If it comes down to money, they're not going to want to have those kids. Because like, does Georgia Tech like as much as I love my boys from Georgia, like? does Georgia tech provide enough value like on the field and off the field to like mm-hmm. really justify taking a slice? Cause everyone takes a slice. Everyone takes a slice. So Syracuse, you know, going to bring that yeah, value. That, like, that's the crazy thing is you could say Duke basketball is easily the biggest brand in college basketball, but it doesn't even sniff football. And like that Duke basketball thing is almost irrelevant in this. Cause they're yes. talking about how bad this Duke football program is and how awful of a spot Duke football is. And that's why a team like Duke or like Stanford, they're going to fall by the wayside and end up there. Eventually, if it gets bad enough, they would have to be a basketball only school. That's what it feels like it's forcing, right? Like it feels like it's at the point where like, again, if we don't have a college football breakaway where college football is like dudes does its own thing. That's the only silver lining is like, maybe we just kill the NCAA for, for good. Right. And like, that would be awesome because they're straight garbage. But like, that's the only way I could possibly see this working out. And then you could still have your Duke, North Carolina, right? In the, in like the same conference, right? And then I'll have to worry about like splitting off. But like, as of right now, it does not matter if you're a predominant basketball school, you, you are getting left behind if, if you don't provide enough value in the football field. It's that simple. Like, it does not matter if you're Duke, which like you said, is arguably the number one brand of college basketball, arguably like, and probably would win that argument for a lot, for a lot of people. So if you're if you're Duke, you're the number one basketball school in the country, and the SEC is not even like even going to look your way when conference expansion happens, right? When you're able to get out of it, that's a scary place to be for schools. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it really. And what's also like, let's say if let's say if every because it feels weird how calm everything is right now because you're like, okay, there's got to be one more domino to fall. Let's say another domino doesn't fall until after the college football season. Who performed very well this college football season? Let's say a team just randomly surprises. Let's say like a team like NC State makes the college football playoff. I know that sounds ridiculous. Let's say they somehow surprise everyone, made the college football playoff. Does that help them get into an SEC or Big Ten, or does it not matter at all? See, that sounds like I don't think it would. I don't think. I don't think it would either. No, I don't think that pushes the needle. Because, like, they're looking for, like, it's, like, brand and market. It's, like, a mm-hmm. whole mix of, like, things you can't control, right? Things you legitimately cannot control in the next couple of years, as weird as that is. So, you're kind of, like, what you are. It's kind of, like, you are what you are to, like, the, to the media people, like, as of mm-hmm. right now. And that's kind of what dictates whether your value. So, it's a very unfortunate place. Now, I do think, talking about conversation, I think the next domino that's going to fall, I, I honestly believe that Arizona is very willing and wanting to go to the Big 12. And the reason why, if you think about it, it would make sense. One, they really don't care too much for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is always kind of crapped on them. They're kind of been like, you know, nobody's there. And in basketball, they're really a basketball school, to, like, overall, right? Like, they're more of a basketball identity than a football identity, like, overall, for sure. And if you think about it, if you go to the Big 12, that's the best basketball conference in the country, bar none especially if you had arizona now like dude that's a great conference for basketball so you cover that you check that box and then you arguably go up even in football right prestige like 
if it's definitely not lower, it's if it's anything, it's a, you know a lateral movement for football. But it's definitely a massive step up because if you think about it, Arizona's not going to want to be in a conference without UCLA and USC. Who are they playing in basketball? They play Oregon. Yeah. They play Washington. Like, there's no there's no true conference matchups that are really sexy in that in that conference anymore. So I could totally see Arizona Arizona State pulling the trigger and be like, yeah, we out. Like we're going to the Big Twelve. If that makes more sense for us. And then that will cause obviously the disruption of the the, the Pac-12 because right now the Pac-12 doesn't really want they want to add people they don't want to add people they just want to set like it's a weird situation the Pac-12 is in to be honest. Yeah, because the other thing too is Washington and Oregon are waiting for a Big Ten offer that doesn't seem like it's going to happen, and then they're like, okay, well we'll stay in the Pac-10, I guess. Like they're, it's they're, very they're, weird. <laughs> the quote exact was tethered together, right? I'm like, yeah. bro. Oregon and Washington are not tethered together. They're literally shooting flares up to the Big Ten to come scoop them up. And all the other people in the back door are like, whoa, 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 you want to take off? Like, for sure. If because we get if Oregon and we are gone. Yeah, because if Oregon and Washington take off to the Big Ten, that means Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado are on the next train to the Big 12. Yeah, we got, we got Phil Knight over there burning his, all of his minutes. You know what I'm saying? His T-Mobile minutes just talking, cold calling, Big Ten presidents, Big Ten <laughs> chancellor, just – Hitting them up, dude. The, all, all the Big Ten chancellors and presidents are getting, uh, you know, um, bags and bags of swag from Nike, getting shoes. Their grandkids are getting stuff. You know, they're getting all this sort of Nike swag out of nowhere, dude. Just randomly, bro, just getting hooked up with Nike swag. So, yeah, Phil Knight's working the phone lines um, like a call center. And honestly, man, like, I could totally see Oregon dipping out. I could see Washington dipping out the, the second they can. It just depends on what, what Notre Dame does. And they, we keep going back to that, which is super annoying. But we're, everyone's waiting on – at least the Big Ten's waiting on Notre Dame. If those guys yeah. stay put, which I don't think they move, bro. I think it's weird, but, like, I think they're happy. They're happy with where they're at. Yeah, everyone's got a gun pointed at their head just waiting for someone to fire off the first shot. Yeah, and the, the thing about or, or Notre Dame is they want college football playoff access, right? Well, the SEC is always going to be in their corner – because the last thing the SEC wants to do is have the, them join the Big Ten. So the SEC will always vote for Notre Dame to be taken care of when it comes to, you know, playoff inclusion. So they always have allies no matter what because they don't want them to join the Big Ten, right? So, like, they're always going to be in the bite of the party. That's never going to be an issue. So, like, it's not 100% about money. Of course, they probably make more money day one if they step foot in the Big Ten conference, but that was also true yesterday, right? And it's like, why haven't they left? So – it's almost like they have this pride thing. They like to ha- be on an island, but they also like to where they are. And, and if you're being real, if they join the Big Ten, their access to the college football playoff probably shrinks. And the reason I say that is because then you're playing a Big Ten schedule instead of an ACC schedule. That's a very different conference schedule. Very different conference schedule. You swap out Iowa, you know, instead of like Syracuse or, you know, uh, Pitt. Like, come on. Like, they're playing way different games, right? Ohio State, Michigan you know, Wisconsin, a lot tougher of a schedule than they would play in the ACC. But then you mentioned the SEC. It would be, it would be even worse than the SEC. Well, well the SEC is not going to invite them, but I'm saying they want them a part. The SEC is always going to help vote their way to have them in playoff ex- inclusion because they want them independent. They don't want them joining the Big Ten, if that makes sense. Because yeah. they know they're never going to join the SEC. So they're like, we might as well be their ally when it comes to playoff expansion stuff or like playoff inclusion stuff because – we don't want them joining the Big Ten, so we want to be in their corner when it comes to playoff stuff, right? So yeah, that's what it comes down to. But it's interesting because the the honestly the domino, like you said, it's 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 mainly 
Notre Dame. But if any of these, like Arizona, Arizona State, pull the trigger, it's going to cause a massive panic in the Pac-12. Same thing with the Big 12. If Oregon's, you know, Oklahoma State left for SEC or something like that, like it's going to cause another panic for sure. It just takes one or two. Yeah, the other thing, it's weird, like, because obviously BYU, Utah always hate each other, blah, blah, blah. Both sides are super prideful, whatever. Any, any rivalries like that. The thing is, I don't understand the thing. Like, I understand why Utah fans – uh, like, oh, we're better than the Big 12. You think that initially, they came, if they came to the Big 12, they wouldn't win all the time. It would be very competitive, whatever. I don't understand the BYU thing where they're like, oh, well, we don't want you anyways. Why would you not want Utah? Why would you not want that conference rivalry back? Like, I know I'm going to sound like a Utah fan right here, but, I mean, you can see the shirt. I'm not a Utah fan. Why would you not want to play your rival? This gives you a chance to have that rivalry year in and year out each time you get to split home and away or have a neutral site in Vegas, I don't understand this. It makes zero sense. That's just, that's chicken. That's, that's just wussy stuff, man. Like you want to play each other. I'm like dreading the fact that Carolina might leave Duke and then we'll never have the Duke Carolina basketball game again as a conference game. Like it should be. Yep. No, you're right. Cause you can always play that game, but it's not the same. I'm telling you, it's not the same. We've it never has been past like 10 years. It's not the same. When you're playing for a conference championship, there is there's something completely different when it comes down to it, right? The game matters way more than just a neutral site game or playing each other every year, you know, one there, one away every other year. Like, it's not the same. So you're right, bro. Like, I love the idea of having them in the conference, right? Now, if you're talking about what they would have been last year, like they won the Pac-12 last year, they would have come in like fourth or fifth last year of the teams, right? They would have been behind Baylor. They would have been behind Cincy since he went to the college football playoff. They would have been behind Oklahoma State, and they would have been behind BYU. So technically, they lost to them, right? So, like, you're talking about fifth place, best option. So, like, for all the youth fans that are talking about how you come in day one and win it, power, power football next day would you be around fifth in that conference last year. So, like, you'd be very competitive. But like you said, it would be a fun, fun conference to have them in there. And, of course, I would love that. Like, Arizona, Arizona State, uh, Colorado, and Utah, bro, like, let's do it. Run it. Like, that would be super, super fun. I think it's just those guys are trying to get back numbers right now to see how how viable an ACC, you know, Pac-12 alliance merger thing is going to happen. I'm like, bro, this is so stupid. Did you guys learn nothing from the Big Ten, you know, uh, merger you guys had and the alliance you guys had? They literally picked your two top schools when you guys were supposed to be in a quote-unquote alliance. Like, it's so stupid. Like, every conference is going to do what's best for them. And once I think once these guys get the numbers back and, like, the networks are like, yeah, this is not, not going to push it over, like, you know, the money you guys are looking for, they're going to be like, we're out. I'm just, I'm just excited for when, like, the scraps. Like, because obviously it all sucks because, like, it kind of ruins what you – obviously change is always ter- is always just hard to grasp whenever it happens in sports. Like, whenever, uh, like, the, the people started putting advertisements on NBA jerseys. You don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Or, like, uh, they're putting ads everywhere and you're like, ah, whatever. You don't even think about it. Or, like, it's normal now. Duke is – Actually, take that back. It's not normal Duke and Syracuse are playing each other in conference basketball. It still feels weird that Maryland and Maryland's playing freaking Ohio State in football or Michigan. Like, it feels weird. And change is always weird in sports. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I won't – I don't know that. I lean towards bad just because of my own personal bias towards it. But the one thing is, like, you have these scraps – when like the when the teams like are 
what on earth are, is like the Oregon State AD thinking right now? I mean, you can't sleep at night. Well, I think they're the ones that are on the, like, hey, we are all tethered together. We want this thing to work. We can still make the Pac-12 work. We and, want but the thing we is, love this. it's like a game of Survivor right now. Everyone's going to blindside each other. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. People have, like, kidney immunity aisles. Like, freaking, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are all, like, talking about, like, alliances and stuff. And then they're going behind their back and, like, yeah, that doesn't exist. Like, I don't even have an alliance with that person. Like, you're right. It is 100% Survivor in college football. But when you, I feel like overall, most of the fans are like, man, this kind of sucks. So like, I would just say, be like, we've got to be careful because, like, at a certain point, like, if enough people are like saying, like, man, this sucks, it's kind of taking the appeal away from the game a little bit. Like, that's your customer base, right? That's literally who's tuning in. That's literally who's, you know, diehard college football fans. Like, you can't lose that magic. Otherwise, you know, you're a worse version of, of the NFL. Um, how funny is it going to be having, like, you're going to be gambling on like a 11 p.m tip off eastern time boston college at oregon state conference game in february <laughs> it is ridiculous bro you're right man like oregon state better be careful man they could be in the new mountain west here soon come like that's where those guys are at like you said like the 80s yeah. all this promised money for like expansion you have and like in uh you could you could be out tons of money like, that you're gonna be making exactly and that means all your facilities are just done your you so much of your staff is done and that's the scary part too is like i don't mean to be all like wishy-washy or not wishy-washy like mushy but that like i mean there are a lot of people their jobs are basically on the line right here well think about it bro like the pac-12 commissioner like his job is where, like you know what i'm saying like is is contingent upon that conference staying alive so like jobs like they don't want to merge like why the hell would he mm-hmm. want to merge with the with the big 12 like yeah, it could be in, in you know good for the the conference as whole, but like, who's going to keep their job, right? Like, who's yep. going to be the commissioner? Someone can't be the commissioner at that point. So, it's like all the fans like want like X, Y, and Z. These guys are fighting for their lives, right? Money is going to talk for these guys. So, it's just interesting how it's going to kind of shake out. But yeah, we we just have to wait and see what the next domino is. I personally think the Arizona schools are like we out, bro. I think they're out. I honestly do. I don't think they want to be in that conference anymore. And, and like. I think they're like, yeah, worst case scenario, we're the same football, but better basketball. Let's take it. Um, this is the last thing I have, and I've been I've been boiling with this for a while. Uh, the fact the ACC is sitting here debating on where they need to move their headquarters during a time like this, that should be the absolute, absolute last thing on your mind. They're just flirting with the idea like, oh, we might go to Orlando. We might go to, we might stay in Greensboro. We might go to Charlotte. Meanwhile, your conference is getting destroyed in, by the day. And you're sitting here just flirting away like, oh, yeah, we're going to leave Greensboro. Uh, someone make us an offer. Like, why are you worried about the headquarters? Where your headquarters is, it doesn't matter. You could be, you could have the ACC headquarters in Kenya for all, it, for all it matters. The SEC is in Birmingham. Does it make a difference? No, they're still the number one conference and it's not even remotely close. I don't know what Jim Phillips is doing. They're just like, it's, it's just mind boggling that you're like, how are you not like freaking out right now trying to get deals done? Maybe they are behind the scenes, but on the surface, it looks like they're not. It looks like they're just trying to play the Orlando card or the Charlotte card or the Greensboro card about their headquarters. Who gives a crap about the headquarters of the ACC? It does not matter. It matters that you're going to be a real conference and you can say, oh, we have this 20-year binding TV contract. Bull crap. These schools can buy their way out of it 
and at, so at some low cost, and then they're going to move to another conference and get that money right back plus some, and then they're going to be set up way better than they would be in the ACC. It's getting destroyed right now. Well, yeah, like you're Clemson, right? And you're, you know, who knows how much it is to buy out, but let's just say it's like 20, 25 million. You're going to make a hundred million a, C, a school a year in the SEC or the Big Ten, right? Like you make that up in, in no time, right? Than what you're making mm-hmm. right now in your, your current TV contracts. You're right, man. Like it's just priorities, right? It's funny to see the schools that we're always prioritizing, like as sad as it is, but like education, other things, right? Those are the teams that are going to get left in the dust. Like, stop. You weren't here to. Education wasn't there. Education wasn't there. It was the in the Pac-12 was doing the same thing. They spent all their money on a freaking massive downtown headquarters in San Francisco rather than being like, oh, maybe we should actually work on our TV money because that's all that matters right now. All that matters is football and TV money, which go hand in hand. None of this headquarter stuff. You could do all of this on Zoom for all that matters. Yep. It's so true. Like you said. These guys, like, thought they knew what they are doing. And, like, again, the SEC paves the way, man. The SEC paves the way. Still Texas, Oklahoma. They're like, yeah, we're going to solidify ourselves as the king. And it's going to be that way forever. Because they knew they weren't going to go, like, super west. They knew they weren't going to go super, you know, like, northeast. They're like, we're going to grab the two best brands we possibly can and let everyone else scramble watch them behind us. Like, everyone else is in reactive mode, as per usual. SEC and Big Ten are kind of taking it, like, college football by storm. It's just interesting, man. Like the dominoes are going to continue to fall. It's just honestly contingent upon like what the two top dogs do. And then everyone else falls. Yeah. I'm, and you're probably like thinking, oh, why does he care this much about ACC? Like, why is he yelling? Who cares? It's the ACC. I mean, I love the ACC. I love ACC basketball. ACC tournament is my favorite event to go to in sports. It's my favorite thing to go to the Greensboro Coliseum watching the ACC tournament. And it's sad because it's dead. Let's be honest. Like you're, you are blind to the, you are blind to it if you don't think it's dead right now. ACC basketball, all that tradition gone out the window. You, it's, it's a whole other ball game right now, and you got to focus on that. Because of football, like, like we said, yep. like if they don't break away football and they don't put things back to what it was for like the conferences, right, where it makes you makes sense geographically and like natural rivalries, like it's gonna be completely whack. And like schools that should never be left out are going to be left out because they have terrible football programs or they just have mediocre football programs and they weren't in the club. Like Vanderbilt's chilling as the pinata, yep. right? Northwestern. Like Rutgers and Maryland are chilling. They're in. They're in. They're in the party. They're like the, the like I said, the kids that get beat up every game, but like they're in. And then like you could be legitimately pit Wake Forest like and like be looking on the outside looking in because of the terrible decisions administrations made before, right? And tv money that wasn't made and wasn't realized and you got caught looking looking on the outside looking in it's tough bro it really is all right my last last thing it's more of a question for you i've noticed like a lot of people talk about virginia north carolina one school that i feel like is like kind of getting missed out on this i feel like is a decent grab especially if you're the big 12 which i would definitely try and get is virginia tech Ooh, i've heard about tech though talked about to like you know, the Big Ten and, like, to the SEC or something like that. Another one that's interesting is Miami. Yeah, because, yeah, Miami, Virginia Tech, Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State. Like, what happens to those five? Because those are really the five, especially with football. or with I football. think guaranteed, like you said, Clemson and FSU go to the SEC. I think that's – I think that's If you're the SEC, how do you miss out on Miami? Especially – especially – I think they that, have both go- Florida schools, and I think they're good. I don't know if they want to have a third Florida Let's say this though. Let's say we go. 
remember we talked about the NC State thing. If NC, if NC State made this miracle run to the college football playoff, does that change things? Let's say Miami is actually back. You know, everyone wants Miami back. They want the U back. Let's say Miami actually makes a run, almost makes the college football playoff, makes like an orange bowl kind of thing or a peach bowl. And they're going to get a lot of hype around that. Who's to say the SEC wouldn't want them then? Because I think that's a team that could get a real boost if Mario Cristobal comes in and dominates. Again, we just don't know how much of a weight that is because, again, you're right. Like, overall, it should matter. But think about it. Texas is literally getting added with Oklahoma, not because of their their football play. They've been garbage for the past, like, what, eight years now? Yeah, but I think the Miami brand is big enough. I think the Miami brand is big enough. It's big, but I don't know if it's – it's no Texas, no Oklahoma. It's none no, of it's schools, not. Right? So like, so like, are they going to add to a hundred million dollar? Is it Florida score? State though? Is it Florida State level? That's what I'm saying. Florida State is a shoe in. Florida State's in. Clemson's in. I don't. I just don't know if they're going to add a third Florida school, especially because you think about it. When you keep adding schools, they keep taking equal shares of the pots. Like, if it doesn't add value, it doesn't increase the value overall value of the package. Even if they want them, just like Oregon, right? Oregon's an amazing school and a, and a solid brand, national brand. But it's like the big 10 doesn't even want to add them right away because like they don't hundred percent bring more money in the pockets of every school. Right. That's the question. And the other thing too, is that's interesting is a uh, big cat talked about this on part of my take with Andy Staples from the athletic in like 10 years. Do we see schools getting kicked out? Do we see the Vanderbilt's getting kicked out? Do we see the Northwestern's getting kicked out? Like, I don't know, man. You, they all you don't know. Us. Yeah. They all serve a purpose. So like, for example, you do need those bottom feeders. Northwestern help with like the 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 school score scores, right? That you have to have as a conference and stuff like that. Like weird stuff like that. Plus, like you have to have bottom dwellers. Like everyone can't be mm-hmm. the top dog, right? Like I mean, maybe that's what they want, right? But then you're looking at like a really like a if you're kicking schools out, it's because you literally have like a actual semi pro model, right? Where it's like just like everyone there is supposed to be there because they're like. You know, again, you've gone completely away from conferences, like in the jet, in the normal sense that we know them. Rivalries are out the window. Geographic is 100 percent already out the window. Like all that stuff is gone. It's just like now, it's almost like um, what they do in soccer, right? Where they have like the, the bottom teams go down and the you know the yep, top relegation teams go up. promotion. Like, like yeah, relegation. I mean, at that point, you might as well have that, right? Where like schools are getting relegated to like the Big sick. Twelve and vice versa. I do that think would that would that would change everything because. If like they're like Vanderbilt gets demoted out of the SEC, but Virginia Tech gets promoted, yep. And then I mean, the next year, cool. let's say if like Nick Saban leaves and Alabama has like a dumpster fire year, and Alabama <laughs> gets relegated out of the SEC, that's the problem. That's why it would never happen because nah, you have it would, to it would have, never happen. It, it wouldn't be even be fair to the teams that were like recruiting in, let's just say the ACC, compared to recruiting the SEC because they're only having an off like not even maybe an off season to recruit like you know it's for their upper competition so like it would have to be like a three-year thing or i don't know it'd just be it'd be wild but honestly bro like you're right like it's just it's insane like the the state of college football as it is is really like a uh all things are out the window all things yeah, out it, the window football's king and all the basketball schools are literally freaking out right now. yeah it, it literally feels like the first shot of a war, you know, the first invasion. It's like, all right, war's on. Let's see what happens. Yep. Um, Does the big school right. just be like, all right, bro, we're going straight for like a basketball school. Like we're literally going to get every good basketball school. And there's like, 
Arizona, Duke, like go all like the, the top dogs at like all basketball schools. How funny would that be? Is that a bad thing though? Like, why not go for that? I, like, I mean, if you can't be the best football conference, why not just be like, we're 100% the best basketball conference, period? Yeah, let's take over basketball. Just get a ton of money from the NCAA tournament every year. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Let's close there. We've, do- we've talked long enough about college football expansion and all that. Um, awesome. All right. We're doing, the, we're doing the BYU podcast first week of August. Yes, sir. I'm super excited for it, man. Like, Honestly, obviously, there's a ton of BYU content out there, but I think we bring a very different perspective of our BYU football team that we follow. And like I said, I think we have a very broad base of college football itself, and we can kind of keep a realistic ver- uh, view of like what how the country views our program. But like, also at the same time, like it'll be fun to cover them, man. Like, there's a lot to cover with, with BYU sports. It's a fun time to be a BYU fan. Like Kalani and, and Kalani, we trust. It's just cool, man. So I'm excited to do that podcast with you, man. I'm excited to. Uh, like I said, delve into uh, the storylines of what we're going to have this next year. It's going to be a fun year. All right. Yeah, we'll have announcements coming, name, logo, everything coming out uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll have interviews on it as well. Before the season starts, we want to get interviews on there, even during the season if we can. Uh, do a couple post-game podcasts after the big games like Oregon. Definitely have to do an in-person live post-game press, or post-press conference, post-game podcast after that one. It's going to be a ton of fun. Make sure to check it out. It'll be a totally different podcast feed. It will not be on this podcast feed. It'll be another one. Just follow all the Twitter, social media, all that, and uh, you'll see it there. Um, awesome. Anything else? No, nah, man, that's it, man. Like, let's go. I'm excited for college football. I cannot wait. I know, man. You got a long, long six weeks. If you uh, – I, maybe I have to watch Stranger Things by the time college football starts. Get my, get my TV <laughs> watching in until, uh, until football starts, then I'm toast. Exactly. I'm watching the boys right now. So that's what I'm going to finish. So I'm going to finish that one. Season three. I'm watching survivor right now. So I got to get, I got to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally walked in here after watching survivor. So awesome. All right. That'll do it from us. We'll be back next week. We have interviews coming next week. We have some awesome ones scheduled, super excited about those, some college football ones, some basketball ones, you name it. We have it and we'll see y'all next time. Bye.